Truth and Reality with host Chris Houston. A show for those with a passion for the paranormal. And now, welcome to the show. Welcome to Paranormal Truth and Reality. I'm your host, Christopher Houston, and we're here, hopefully, with our guest, Kenny Zink, Kenny Z and the Ghost Hunters. Are you with me, Kenny? Yes, sir, I am. How are we doing tonight? Hey, brother, we're doing really awesome. We got some good stuff lined up. It's going to be pretty cool this summer. Good. Well, I'm glad to hear that. Kenny Z is a local ghost hunter here in Ohio, ladies and gentlemen. He's spent a lot of time hunting Ohio and the surrounding areas with his family, his wife, and his uh, adorable children. I think you have, what, two or three children? I got I got uh, my wife, me, and my daughter, baby girl, and we got the boys. Um, as the boys are usually uh, tech kids. They go and uh, they're like my debunkers. And baby girl is like my investigator, and me and Mama Z. And in March, we're bringing on a new team member, my son Samuel. He's in the army, so he wants to come out and hunt with us. Awesome. Well, it should be a unique, uh, a unique time. You'll have a little bit of fun with your family, and hopefully, get out to some good locations here across Ohio and the surrounding areas. Um, I know we'll probably see you out there a couple of times. I'm doing, gosh, I don't know. I think we're at, uh, Joel and I are at at least six conventions this year, and we're going to be at Post Town, Ohio State Reformatory, Octagon Hall. Oh, I don't know how many. I'm tagging along with a bunch of people this year. <laughs> right. Well, well, this year we're going to investigate uh, the Devil's Teacup. Cool. And, um it's in Vinton County, and so we're going to go and do some investigations like that. We're going to do some lined-up meet-and-greets. Uh, we're going to do some fan-friendly stuff. You know, every time we do a meet-and-greet, uh, we take people ghost hunting, and we don't charge them a dime. You know, as you know, we are a self-efficient group. We're, we actually don't make no money off of this. We're home investigators, you know, home investigators, and... um but if we get a chance to hunt a really cool location, and then that's where we're going. Now, is the uh, I don't know a lot about the Devil's Teacup, but there's a lot of devils out there. I mean, obviously, there's uh, the Punch Bowl. There's actually three Punch Bowls. There's a Triangle. There's a half a dozen other things. Is the Teacup one of the external, like, urban areas? No, it's it's straight in the forest. Uh, it's it's a really cool location. Um I heard about it from a friend of mine. Uh, well, my wife's boss uh, told us about the location, so we're going to do some really cool stuff with our fans and friends. Uh, we're going to take other people out with us to every event we do. Um, well, like I said, every meet and greet that we do, uh, we're going to take fans with us and friends, and as we're going to go hunt ghosts. Yeah, I know um, I had the great privilege of um, going to the Devil's Punch Bowl, which is actually uh, located outside of Menominee, Wisconsin. It has some unique, odd minerals that give off vibrations in the rocks, and there's some prehistoric things that are out there that shouldn't be growing that have been growing. A couple of insects that are supposed to have been extinct for several number of years, and of course it's got – Haunted claims under the bridge and in the trussel and so forth. It's an amazing place in itself. Um, urban locations are kind of fun to do just because, right. you, you know, you get a little bit more gritty. They're a little bit tougher to do when you're doing videography and you're doing video filming. You either have to bring uh, some equipment with you or you have to be careful on your batteries because uh, they'll go dead pretty quickly. <laughs> oh, yes. Hey, uh by the way, I do want to thank you for coming to the food drive with me. Uh, that you showed up when we were in Marengo, Ohio, at the food drive, and uh, I do want to thank you for showing up and showing your love uh, and and your friendship as to us. Uh, me, and Mommy Z, and Baby Girl was there, and uh, and you showed up, buddy. I'm I was happy that you did. 
I support most of the things in the local communities here in Morrow County and Moringa, Ohio, Columbus, Ohio. Um, try to show up as much as possible. I wish I could have brought Brian and a couple other people that are well-known up here, but uh, um, everybody has such a busy schedule that, uh, you know, it's tough. And Morrow County is pretty close to the heart here because I grew up here, so right. I tend to try to support a lot of things if I can locally as much as possible, especially food drives, clothing drives, things along those lines. It never hurts to uh, to reach out and let everybody know what you're doing and and uh, try to support the community. Let's talk shop a little bit. Um, I know that, uh, of course, obviously, you know myself, I have a lot of scientific background, a lot of university background. Right. I spent a lot of time working on that. And you're more of an old school investigator, so you spend a lot of time out there with basics most of the time. Yeah, um, uh, last year we did the basics, uh, but this year we got a very good sponsor. It's called Ghost Sight on Facebook. Go check them out. Uh, we got brand new gear from them, and uh, we're going to test it out, use it this year, and we're going to use nothing but Ghost Sight and Ghost Sight equipment. Ladies and gentlemen, just so that you know, GhostSight.com is a creation of Joel Myers. I'm his partner. We created a company called Ghost Sight. Ghost Sight is eventually going to be the Walmart of the paranormal. So um, the website itself, I do believe, launched this month. We had a couple of technical issues that we wanted to work on. Obviously, we want to make sure we have somewhere around 75 to 100 items or so, um, and we want to kind of route there a little bit and work with things. Are we still Are we still connected? Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. I just noticed I had a little bit of a pause here on uh, my computer system. I'm not quite sure why, so hopefully we stay connected. <laughs> right. Well, see, but, um, yeah, I was talking to Joel, and I told him uh, this year we're going to use ghost sight and ghost sight equipment. Um, and so, uh, you know, he's nice enough to get a got us some uh, 1080p cameras. Uh, we got some laser lights from them. And I'm talking, and and we got some handhelds. And I'm telling you what, these are the best hand, mo uh, hand mode on the market because they don't bounce like it's the old style did. Well, we, we've uh, he spent a lot of time, I've spent a lot of time in the marketing end, but he spent a lot of time developing the action cameras. Um, Ladies, so that you guys, listeners, know, uh, NICAM is the actual camera. NICAM has a 1080 camera. We have a couple of action cameras coming up. We're working on some more in-depth cameras. Actually, he's doing most of the technical. But um, basically, they're going to be the first set of night vision action cameras that are comparable to your high-dollar cameras on the market right now. Now, of course, NICAM is also going to be creating an SLS system, which we actually have done now. We just want to test right. market it to make sure it works right. Um, there's also a security system designed for outer usage, for hunting, fishing, going out and looking for Bigfoot, and so forth. So this equipment I do encourage you to take a look at. We're actually going to be at most of the cons, starting with Ohio State Reformatory, which is one of the largest. We're going to be at Hunt the Town in Chicago. Um, oh, with big Aaron. There. Yep, with Aaron Shriver in the group. Um, See, I, I love in, in the shadow guys. Them guys right there are rock. You know, Aaron and I were raised up in the same neighborhood. Yeah, he's a good guy. I, I'm, I'm hoping that his, uh, his town event, he's very well versed in promotion, so I'm hoping his town event works really, really well. There's a lot of great people that's going to be there. Yeah, uh, and, I, and I do believe that... Uh, uh, Joel Myers is going to be there. Uh, I think we're going to be there. Uh, yeah, Joel, Joel and I are going to be there. The, we're going to set up three tables. We're going to bring the radio station. NICAM's going to be there. Ghostlight's going to be there. WCGT's going to be there. Um, I do believe I'm probably, because I think we're getting there on Friday since it's Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. If we get there on Friday, I'm probably going to be broadcasting BBS live from there. Um with uh, with a guest if everything works out right. So it's going to be an incredible event um, under the envelope of uh, Generation Truth and Ghost Sight and ICAM. Right. I mean, I like your guys' system. Uh, you know what? Uh, I was on another network, and I decided to bounce off of that. We had, uh, you know, you know uh, had issues with the other network that I was on, so we decided to take some time off of radio, and you're like the first one. It's your show is like the first show back on radio, and 
I really actually like it. Well, we're more of a conversational thing here at Paranormal Truth and Reality. We like to talk shop. We like to just get down to the nitty-gritty. We're not like most radio shows where you have a total interview process and so forth. But I do encourage you, if you actually do decide to uh, go back into radio broadcasting, talk to Donald. Um, BBS is actually one of the best radio stations that you can come on. It's one of the largest out there. It broadcasts over many, many different networks. It's a wonderful station. Punt to Donald. Usually I do that in the – and the uh, mid advertising and and uh, and so forth, but uh, yeah, if you decide to pop on somewhere along the line to uh, doing radio shows again and hosting your own show, I would encourage you to sit down with Donald a little bit and talk to him about what he offers because it's an amazing opportunity. I've been with him for two years and they do a great job here. Right. Um, now, speaking of uh, equipment, one of the things that most people don't do these days, and I just had this discussion, which is why I'm going to bring it up on air is spend the time thinking about the reality of the world that we're in and what i mean by that is today from 1981 till today roughly right after parapsychology pretty much left the books right. and early in 1992 to 2000 when ghost hunters picked up and so forth people kind of forgot what the study was about we go out we look and we say, hey, we got a ghost. But do we really have a ghost? Do we know it's a ghost? Do we know what a ghost is? Do we have any idea what it is? The answer is no. Oh. Um, so I'm going to be taking a bit of more of a in-depth approach, and I'm going to introduce that a little bit tonight on the radio show. I'm not going to get into much detail. We're producing – we started off to produce Generation Truth, telling the stories of investigators. I do have a documentary we're going to put together. I put that to the side to air a new show called Hangar 20. Hangar 20 is called The Project Files. Each file is individually different, so it's not all going to be about the paranormal so that everybody knows. That's about all I'm going to tell you about that, but it's going to unlock a lot of things and show you a lot of things that most investigators don't do on television today. So I do encourage you when Hangar 20, The Project Files, comes out and you start seeing some more information on it to tune in, watch it. It's going to be on Roku. It's going to be on uh, – hopefully I can get the deal for Amazon, and it's going to be pitched to major networks. I don't know if they'll pick it up or not. I really don't care to be frankly honest with you. It's just for fun right. and giggles, but, <laughs> yeah, yeah. but it's, it's going to be a blast to do. So in your team, um, like you said, you've got the debunkers. They're, they're your boys. They're learning a little bit about how to debunk things. Oh, yeah. Uh, and probably learning along the way by talking to other investigators and observing and and doing you know doing what we all do because it takes at least twenty three years to know you're doing it right. <laughs> right. Oh well, uh, see, I've been doing this since uh, actually I've been doing this since nineteen eighty three. But here in the last five years, dude, I've been doing radio shows. Uh, we've done uh, R.I.P. Paranormal Talk Radio. We did R.I.P. Paranormal Talk TV. Yeah, I mean, we've been out there on the radio. Showing the old school style. Even when we were on RIP TV, um, you know, we showed them. And uh, it's kind of funny because um, my old school styles are different than most of the old school styles. Uh, Ladies and gentlemen, just so that you know, when parapsychology broke off, there there were two different formats: the regular old school format, which was more of a scientific debate. Kind of similar, the easiest way to explain it is kind of similar to uh, Project Blue Book to a certain extent where you had scientists and people that went out and a good percentage of the jobs, including myself a few times, was to debunk the situation. And there are always situations where you come in and you're not going to be able to debunk it. It just simply doesn't matter how much scientific equipment you bring in, how many cameras you bring in, how many tests you do. You're going to go, I have no idea what happened. (laughs) Uh, See, now, uh, well, it's the last five years we've been doing um, old school investigations. You know, when we showed up, like uh, like we went to Chicago, Illinois, and we investigated a house there. Um, it was a really cute house, and um, it was really neat to watch their face as we're doing our investigation, and uh, and the shock. It's like, dude, I was thought. You know, because everybody's seen ghost adventures, ghost hunters, <laughs> and all they want to see is that high-tech stuff. 
But when, yeah. But when you walk into a house and you show the proof that you got, and you really can't, you know. Well, and you know the funny thing? The funny thing is the TV shows, and I'm not going to down any of them. Uh, just no, it's so because the, I know a lot of them. Um, yeah, because I'm, I'm actually friends with quite a few. In fact, I chatted with a few this week. Um, but uh, most of the shows use equipment. And some of them are a little bit different. Um, for instance, I do encourage you all to pay attention to Tennessee Wraith Chasers because they're going to have some unique equipment from designers like Jay Prather, hopefully somewhere along the line, because uh, Jay gave them a couple of things. I, I, they never can guarantee anything's going to be on the show, but if you do right. get a chance to see things like that uh, on a show, it's really cool. And I encourage you to look at Jay Prather's equipment. He's a nice guy. Yeah, uh, he is. But um, – you know, all of these pieces of equipment that you see regularly, and I won't mention any designs because I happen to know some of the designers out there, their media wants to see, viewers right. want to see pretty lights and noises. It excites them. So a lot of times when you go out into an area, uh, the second thing that I was mentioning is is, is uh, mostly investigation old school. You have scientific old school, which is the original investigation that most people right. don't do today and then you have um investigation old school investigation old school usually uses a digital recorder their wits and what they have on hand whether it be yeah. dowsing rods or simply other things um so it's very simple for anybody to go out and actually physically carry on a investigation um but uh that's not what most people look for today they, no, they look no, for, no. The high-tech see, gadgets uh, and all the fun stuff. <laughs> right. See, I'm exactly like you. Uh, here in the last five years, you know, we would, uh, like I said, show up. And if, or if there is something there, we show them right then and there. Because we usually bring the homeowners right beside us. And if we can't debunk, hey, you know, that's a, sh uh, that's a shadow hitting off of this mirror in the and the mirror's reflecting over here. So, you know, that's, you know, that's just us. And then, um, but when you get something, when you see a, a whole body apparition out of a photograph, and you know there's nobody in there with a beard. Like, when we went to uh, West Virginia, we investigated a place called the Boat Docks. Um, I was sitting on a bench, um talking to, you know, hey, if there's anybody there, would you come over here and, and talk to me, you know? And then I didn't see it, but Mama Z and James Creechbum took a photo, and there was a guy with a beard, and you know me, I'm the only one on my team with a beard, and um, it's, and when we went to go and look at all the photos, and it's like, James, who's this guy? Hell, I don't know. Who is he? I don't know. He ain't with me. And because, you know, there's me, baby girl, and Mama Z, and it's the boys are out in the car waiting on their turn to, you know, to look at pictures. And my son, KK's our tech guy. You know, he sets up all the computers now, and um, he's really tech savage. And um, and there was a guy just no more than five feet in front of me, actually looking at me. If you go on my page at Kenny Z at Kenny Zink or Kenny Z and the Ghost Hunters on Facebook, you can check out the photos and you'll see. It's like it's it's amazing that we can show proof with the small amount of equipment that we use. Well, um, that that's where I vary, and actually people are going to be fascinated with the things that I do this summer because, um, and I, again, I won't get into much detail there, but uh, I, obviously the first time that we went out on an investigation, you and I, I was very old school at the time because I had been retired for about five and a half years outside of the radio station. I know, and um, I brought that. Yeah, and, uh, and of course... My particular technique, I will call it, 
um, allows if there are unique things there that they will usually communicate with me. I know everybody always says that, but uh, uh, I have the uncanny ability of um, if things aren't exactly nice there, they tend to bite pretty quickly or they tend to show themselves pretty quickly around me. Um, so old school was a part of my technique for years, but I'm taking that back to the original idealism of paranormal studies. So right. uh, a lot of people are going to see some very unique things out of Joel and myself. I'm working with a gentleman right now that hopefully, and uh, I'm going to update Joel on this on Sunday, that hopefully will um, advance things back to a level that people should be at where we're okay. going to physically test all of the audio parameters in a location while people are investigating. I'm literally going to mic the whole place. Oh, I would too. Um, well, the reason for it is I'm not miking the whole place to catch an EVP. Uh, that's their job. I don't want anything to do with that. I want the science involved. I want to hit every single audio level, every pitch level, everything, and I want to review all of that and see when somebody claims they've got an EVP or, hey, I got a spike here. I heard that. Do you hear this? Am I going to be able to pick up that variable on a sound level people don't know about? Right, um, and that's that's real science. That's uh, that's what we've forgotten a lot in the field because everybody goes out and they go, "Oh, look, I got a ghost." Hey, look, I got a picture. Hey, look, I got this. Hey, look, I got that. But the the, the real reality is, ninety nine point nine percent of the time, you didn't get squat. <laughs> oh yeah, um, yeah. I mean, uh, that's actually happened to me once or twice. You know. Well, it's uh, like I said, I've been doing this since 1983. I lived in a haunted. <laughs> I lived on a haunted road. I mean, it was nothing to walk out 2:30 in the morning, watch a girl walk down the street in a white dress, and once you see this, I was never afraid. I mean, it. If you see how I am when I'm on a investigation, you know we. You know, if like when me and you heard that growl in Marengo school, you know, I was like, me and you were like, well, well, let's go find a growl. <laughs> and um, and that's if I actually if I actually see something with my eyes, I walk towards it. I don't run for it. I walk towards it, talking nice and sweet and calm. And hopefully, I can get a full-blown conversation out of the deal. I can't honestly say I do it every time nice and calm. It depends on what I'm dealing with. I mean, I know a lot of people out there say that because of television, don't provoke and be respectful and <laughs> so forth. Now, <clears throat> I'm not encouraging anybody out there to provoke, obviously, especially if you have no idea what you're doing. Right. Uh, there are times and places, though, where it is plausible to do, and you can do it if oh, yeah. you know how to defend yourself and you know what you're doing. Um, and uh, it depends on the situation there on whether that's necessary or not. And you also have to know when you do it when to back out, when to walk away um, because some of these things, which are very, very rare, but they are there, some of these things um, will bite you in the butt. And they will yes. follow you to bite you in the butt incredibly fast if you provoke them and say, oh, well, you don't exist or what are you going to do to me or blah, 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 blah. Um, but if you know what you're doing, if you have the proper faith and the proper defense in place and you know exactly what to say and when to say it, then that changes the story. And right. sometimes some of these things are bigger than badder than you. So you also have to know when to say, okay – I get it. I'm out. <laughs> right. See, now, that's happened to us. We were in Mount Vernon, Ohio, and we got called in a home investigation. And, uh, at, I mean, you can tell as soon as you walk into place, you start getting your gear ready, you know, and and then you get that feeling like, okay, we're not alone here. And that has never failed me yet. You know, but if you go into a home and it's like it, you don't feel nothing, you don't have that sense, you know, there's no tingling and your EMF meter doesn't do nothing, 
except in those closet where the power is, you know, and then you're just looking around going, this is going to be a long night. Well, you know, I'm glad you brought that that up a little bit. A lot of people use EMFs these days, and EMF meters actually don't really do what most people think, which is why I carry on investigations. And ladies and gentlemen, just so that you know, when I go out to a lot of the conventions, I go out to a lot of things, I'm pretty absurdly dressed. I wear my cowboy hat. Most of you people that haven't seen me, I encourage you to look at a couple of podcasts or come out and see me when I'm at one of these conventions uh, with Joel and GoSight and everybody. You'll see that – I stand out a little bit. I've got my nice red, white, and blue uh, hat and my hunter and training band around that. I carry my compass with me. Um, It's funny because people use EMF meters thinking that the EMF meter is spiking because of ghosts, and 99% of the time it's not. But there is an irony that people have lost throughout the years, and that is on the compass. Now, not only will a compass go crazy in an electromagnetic field – But you can actually use that compass and it not point north anymore if there's something there, which is totally unexplainable. And I have done this and tested it so everybody knows. North should be right in front of you, but the compass is going to point left. You point it left and you keep following, it will point right into the room. You go into the room and it will straighten out again. What are you doing? What are you following? Because you're not following north anymore and you're not following an EMF field. Right. See, I was actually going to say something like that because a compass is a very good, reliable tool. You know, um, I hate to say it, it's more reliable than most equipment that's out there now. You know, go get a freaking $30 compass and, I mean, (laughs) it can rock out that way. Well, the thing is a stereotype EMF meter is designed to pick up vast EMF fields for a ghost hunter so and the average ghost hunter doesn't have two or three thousand dollars to drop in on a system that plugs into a computer so that you can break down each individual field with field testing units you're Uh, right so they use emf meters because they saw it on tv the reality of an emf meter is that thing will spike for virtually anything and depending on what meter you have it'll even spike on your own body certain people's bodies carry electromagnetic signals that are stronger than other people's bodies and it'll spike right then (laughs) oh yeah Uh, see um like or like if we go into a house without power see we were in mount gillian two years ago as rather two or three years ago and we were doing an event in Mount Gillian and the owner of the property goes, Hey, I, I know you guys hunt ghosts, so I got this old house. Uh, and so, you know, I said, Well, is there any power? And he goes, Oh no, there ain't no power in it. When we went to that building, it was like maybe a half a roof and it was a three story barn type house and uh, so I walked all the way around the building two times and looking for power and uh, when we went up there and I, I mean I felt it instantly as soon as I walked in that place I took probably four or five steps into it and my EMF meter maxed out and um, so, as we did an EVP session, and we actually caught an old guy in it, and uh, and as, as you know, we're not old people, you know, we're not, you know, 90 years old. And um, we caught some really cool EVPs out of the place. And we actually, it actually was trying to talk to us with our EVP monitor, or uh, EMF monitor. And a little bit of a brief pause here for advertisements as we go into the second half of the show. Ladies and gentlemen, just so that you know, Jack Kenna and Michelle, I never pronounced Michelle's last name right, so I'm not going to pronounce it, and I apologize if you're listening tonight, Michelle, are filming Paranormal Survivor again this year to wrap up Season 5. They're going to be looking for stories across Michigan, New York, Ohio, Massachusetts, New England, and surrounding areas here. So if you have a story, feel free to reach out to them and see if they can uh, have their producers contact you and maybe – Who knows? You'll be lucky and get on the show. Uh, A couple other things to announce. 
just so that you are aware, we will be at Octagon Hall next weekend. Octagon Hall is actually a very unique place. Those of you investigators that have never been there, I do encourage you to contact Bear. He's a wonderful guy, and see if you can't set up a time to go to Octagon Hall. I've got to tell you very personally that within 23 years to 24 years of doing the paranormal, I have only gotten three Class A unexplainable 100% EVPs that were communication. Out of those three, one was recently at Octagon Hall. So I absolutely love the place. Don't forget to tune in to BBS Radio every Friday, Saturday, or rather every day. And if you are a podcaster or if you are on digital radio, I do encourage you to contact Donald. BBS Radio is one of the largest radio stations here in the United States of America. They're on virtually every station. And, of course, congratulations to BBS for coming back strong after having a fire and losing virtually everything. BBS Radio is back on the air 100% strong. We're talking to Kenny Z and the Ghost Hunters. Kenny Z is a local investigator here in Ohio, and we've been kind of talking shop on a few locations and a couple of semi-scary stories, talking about a little bit of equipment and a little bit of everything. I'm just going to jump right back into the conversation a little bit, Kenny. I know that um, you've investigated all across Ohio. Mount Gate obviously has a few haunted locations, but let's talk about Ohio a little bit. So, ladies and gentlemen, just so that you know, Ohio has a undefined history to it, especially in Morrow County. Now, if you dig deep enough in Morrow County, what you're going to find is, if you're not shut up about it, um, you're going to find that a lot of the founders of Morrow County were outcasts from other counties. Now, this included Satanism. This included witchcraft. This included a lot of different things. Once they founded Morrow County, it had a little bit of a twisted history that disappeared for quite a number of years. And slowly but surely, residents across Morrow County and the surrounding areas have been claiming haunted and unusual occurrences in residential homes probably greater than a lot of centralized city areas. Oh, yeah. Um, so let's talk about a few of those places. Now, I know I've been to a lot of residents across uh, Ohio. I've talked to a lot of people. And, of course, many of them have watched the TV shows, so they get their right. own assumptions. But um, what type of occurrences have you ran into and, and uh, experienced here in the Morrow County and the surrounding Oh, Ohio in areas? Morrow County, uh, we did some in uh, – well, I did a, a home in Mount Gillian, Ohio, right in your hometown. And um, I've actually seen stuff. Um, it's we got it all one film. Uh, we got stuff moving. Uh, we got whole body apparitions. We got class B EVPs. Uh, it, it seems like the lost souls around here are now. Now there's some that are very intelligent, um, but there's also some that are not so intelligent. You know, they can only probably say one or two words. Um, and then they hesitate, and then they say another one or two words, and then you have to literally take the notebook out, write it down, everything that they say. And, um, you know, I've hunted all all over the state. You know, we've done uh, Illinois. We've done uh, Pennsylvania. We've done West Virginia. We've done Ohio. Um... Knoxville, Tennessee, uh, you know, we've, you know, anywhere that we get toned out, we usually go, um, but Morrow County is a very unique place, um, like I said, I was raised up in Wallsburg, West Virginia, it's got very haunted locations down through there, but Morrow County is a lot more active. Well, there's a couple of things here in Morrow County that will uh, follow oh. you to many, many places. <laughs> uh, we are actually going to go to the Morrow County or Mount Gillian State Forest or the state park right there in Mount Gillian. Uh, we're going to line up an event. Um, it's supposed to be a pretty active place. Um, but, you know... Um, and then, you know, we got some stuff in Knox County, uh, Lincoln County. Uh, 
we got an event coming on the second weekend in March. We're doing a meet and greet, and then also we're going to, right after the meet and greet, uh, it's a Friday and Saturday. Uh, then we're going to go and do a free ghost hunt. Um, and we're going to go to Morrow County, and we're going to investigate some haunted locations, and it's going to be pretty cool. Uh, Morrow up here, we have uh, a few unknown areas that most people aren't aware of. Um, one right. of the things like that Joel to... and I uh, were talking about many, many times, which I'm going to do this summer, is uh, I'm just going to go down the trussles. We're going to do a kind of a deep investigation down through the railroad tracks and the trussles because there's a lot of stories of people, including a few people, God rest their soul, that were friends of mine that died along those tracks. So it'll be an interesting situation. Actually, to, we're uh, going to do that in May. Uh, we're going uh, as we have already lined up. And we have already talked to the sheriff's department out of Morrow County, John. He's going to let us get access to spots that nobody is supposed to go to. So, um, and then, um, and then he wants us to go and do some stuff for him too. So, you know, we got our schedules starting to build up more and more every day. And speaking uh, of actual cons. Just so that the listeners know, especially if there's anybody out there in the tech area, we will be hosting a con this summer at Post Town. It's the very first paranormal tech-only convention. So we're going to have technicians that I'm going to line up and so forth within the next three or four months, including GoSight, to showcase their equipment, their designs, and so forth. So you're going to have everything from... Deadlight to hopefully KD will come up and show you his ghost helmet. Where I'm going to try to get Jay Prather up there to show you his ghost boxes. There's going to be a lot of unique equipment that's going to be running around, and each technician is going to be able to display it on the stage, tell you what it does, and have you interact with it. So I do encourage you to keep an eye out for the very first Paratech Con that will be coming to Post Town, Ohio. <laughs> Well, I'm letting you know, Chris, if you want any extra help, you let the Z team know, and we'll come down there and help you set up tables and look all pretty, and uh, and just just to be there, that would be so freaking amazing, man. Well, Post Town's a wonderful place. If you've never investigated, I encourage you to do it sometime. Daryl is a great guy. I can't talk enough about him. I absolutely love him. Um, the school is well, wonderful. Just don't well, do it anymore. you know, we really <laughs> don't like to do... You know what everybody else does. We're, you know, we like to do stuff that nobody's ever hunted. You know, and and then these guys say, "Hey, man, I know where there's a haunted location." Well, heck, let's go. You know, let's grab the gear, grab the ghost site gear, and uh, run with it and see ourselves if it's a haunted location. Well, that's actually the beauty of Post Town is uh, the whole city has a haunted history in it, so you don't really have to stick to just Post Town. But uh, right. I always punt Daryl a little bit because I love the I love the school, and Daryl's a great guy. <laughs> yeah, and well, see, um, as you know, you know, we went through like two or three, you know, public hunts last year when I was on the other network. Not saying their name, but um, uh. You know, that's not the atmosphere that I wanted, you know. I, you know, I love to go hunt uh, lo locations that nobody else ever has. I mean, you can go online, Google something, and find something new that nobody's ever hunted. And it is so amazing to be the first one to actually go in there, find evidence of the paranormal, and that's why I like doing home investigations, because nobody else, or if they did, they went in there and ticked something off, and there's more activities, so you go in there, and you try to smooth it over, and 99.9, .9 it works. Yeah, it... it uh, it's unusual um, 
I, I hate to say this, and I'm going to um, in our last 20 minutes or so, but uh, a lot of new investigators that are out there right now have got misassumptions. Oh, and yeah. they go out and they think after two, three, or four years, they know exactly what they're doing. Here's the deal, guys. You don't. No. Um, See, I've been doing this ever since I was 13, but here in the past five or six years, you know, uh, you know, you know, I've been on radio shows. We've been on TVs. Uh, I mean, it's it, it's been fun, but it's the reason why they like me and Mama Z and, and the Z team is because if we go in there and find something, we find it. But if we don't, it's just twelve hours that we wasted. But we're giving these people it's like. Because, you know, in home investigations, 99.9, it's an animal control problem. But here lately, in in the past two or three years, it's not have been animal control problem. It's been paranormal problem. Well, it really depends on each location, but there are things that you do have to look for, and animals are one of them, weak rafters, wind rafts. Um, sometimes you have to look at the structure of the home. You have to consider right. whether there's brick or concrete in it. You have to consider the outer surrounding areas. There are all kinds of things that play into unique experiences. Once you rule out all of those, if you're still running into things, and there are some things you just simply can't explain. I have right. been in residential homes where I have physically watched things come off of the shelf and fly across the room and float. No kidding, listeners. Been there, seen that. <laughs> yes, yes, and uh, we were in Mount Vernon, and uh, okay, when you guys go to like an auction and you buy something or go to like a, a flea market, uh, you guys don't know the history of it, and we went to a house with a necklace was like the main, don't you remember that? Um, it was a necklace that gave these, gave these people problems, man. And there's a lot of people that don't understand when you go and and actually do stuff like that, yet you never know what you're going to bring home. I mean, uh, I got a friend of mine, ain't saying no names, he was given an old toy chest. And he's a paranormal investigator himself. And now he he has activity in his place. Yeah, well, sometimes that can happen. I know that I had a kitchen one time that, uh, believe it or not, got given to us. And, uh, yeah, it was very active. Had a little girl attached to it. She drew on the ceiling and moved the kitchen around. I took the speakers out of it at one point, and it still made noises in the middle of the night, even though the speakers were no longer there. <laughs> Oh, yeah. I mean, as we see a lot of that stuff here in in what we do is, well, it's, uh, like I said, here in the last five years, we've been kind of busy with the paranormal. You know, we were doing meet and greets in West Virginia, uh, Wellsburg, my hometown. Hey, uh, I want to give a shout-out to, to KD Repair out of Wellsburg, West Virginia. Um, They've been our sponsors for a while. They actually got us our shirts, um, and they really take good care of the Z team. Um, and I want to thank Ghost Sight for that gorgeous equipment that they gave us today or in the past couple of weeks because we're getting ready for our season to actually kick off here shortly. I'm sorry, I was just answering a question here that uh, came up on my thing, but it's not related to you, believe it or not. Um, there's well, been a big you. debate over the there's been a big debate over the uh, paranormal recently about the term expert. Now, expert has been debated thousands of times over the paranormal. Now, here's the deal, and I gotta have over a thousand or a 
ten thousand uh, hours to actually become an expert. Not not even then. Uh, and and I know I'm I'm probably going to irritate a few paranormal investigators out there that listen to the show, but. Reality has to kick in here, guys, and this is the truth, and this is what I preach, and this is what I show. Are there experts? Well, nobody's an expert in anything. No. That's just the way it is. However, do when you get into real paranormal study, here's the way it works. Before investigation of ghost hunting ever came in, here's the way it works. Um, you have professionals in fields, and some of the professionals may have 5, 10, 15, 20, 30 years um, that do specific things. Let's say one is an audio guy. Or an audio analysis works in audio engineering. Let's say another one is a geoengineering. Um, geoengineering meaning they test the ground levels for sound, the water levels for depth, things along those lines. You have a crop specialist that may test crop circles. You have a um, engineer that studies light spectrums and visual spectrums. Now, all of these engineers once upon a time would get together in their professional fields and they would analyze data. Now, this is the reality of what real paranormal study and real paranormal investigation is. Most people out there have forgotten this, so they want to argue about the term expert. Here's the truth. There are professionals in the field. They are well-versed, and you're a moron if you don't listen to them because right. the reality is you're going to learn a lot more if you do. If you have your, your particular evidence and you want to figure out whether that's real or not, you can sit there and analyze it all day, but if you do not have an audio engineering degree and 20 years behind you, you can't tell what it is. You hand that off to an audio engineer, and he can't explain what's going on. You got something. Right. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, see, um, I, get, I get other people. They send me and Mama some video or pictures, don't they? They actually, they actually send us some videos or some pictures, and... They ask for my opinion, and I really think it's kind of cool because I'm I'm actually here in the past five years, but before that, you know, we were quiet, you know, and, you know, we, you know, did what we did, but we never, you know, posted it online or show or evidence or, you know, whatever. But here in the past five years, you know, we've been showing a lot more evidence a lot more of our our photos. I've sent you photos. It says, hey, tell me what you think. Yeah, usually you get a critical analysis from me, but usually when when we do when I do photos through Generation Truth, um, every photo that I have, I actually have a um, FBI analysis guy that I know. He's been a friend of mine for years. I won't mention him on the air because he's still doing it right now and right. consulting, even though he's older. But he is an expert in photo analysis, and he will tear anything apart. And if it's digital, he, he'll break down the metadata. If it's non-digital, right. he knows exactly what it is. And I'll tell you, 99.9, actually almost 100% of the photos I've ever sent to him, he'll go, this is what it is. This is what, he'll come back in less than 24 hours, and he'll break it down. That's right. what I mean about professionals. The only way we're going to learn in this field is to learn off of people that have the degrees and the understanding. Let's face it and be honest about it. 99% of the investigators are out there. They hold regular jobs. They're doing this out of passion, and they've forgotten what the paranormal study is all about. Paranormal study is about finding answers. It's not about finding ghosts. It that always has been. True. <laughs> um, no, I, I mean – I mean, that is actually, it's the bottom line. That's why we got into reg residentials is to help people and uh, and to help us better understand the paranormal. We just don't do it for, you know, the homeowner. We do it for ourselves to get more experience. And because when you're doing like 38, 39 investigations a, a year, you know, you start getting more knowledge and more knowledge and more knowledge. And then after, like I said, since 1983, uh, you know, I've been in the paranormal. But here in the past five years, we've been showing our stuff. You know, we've been showing us on the homes in Chicago, Pennsylvania, hunts that we've done in, you know, West Virginia, you know, and it not just helps other people, it it helps us edu educate ourselves even more. 
Well, let's take the last uh, four minutes or so so that we can talk about where to find you so that the listeners know. Uh, I know that you have a couple of Facebook pages. I don't think you have a website yet, but let's talk about uh, where they can find you and how they can look you up. Okay, guys. You guys can go to Kenny Zink, and uh, you can check out some photos there, or you can go to Kenny Z Live and see my interviews that I do with the best people in the paranormal world. And then you can go to Kenny Z and the Ghost Hunters. We're going to be posting more on that one because uh, we um, all the events that we're going to do, everything that is that as we as a team get lined up, uh, you'll find us on Facebook at in YouTube too at Kenny Z and the Ghost Hunters on on Facebook and on YouTube. And go to Kenny Z Live. That's um, where I interview the top of the line paranormal people. Uh, Georgia Stoffless is my next guest coming up next week. He was on the Kennedy Mines on Ghost Adventures. Speaking of George, I think I have him coming on as well here in the next three weeks. So that's kind of cool. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, see, now. He's like a brother to me because, you know, we got some stuff lined up, and uh, him and I are going to do some stuff. Uh, me and uh, my buddy Cody from TAPS, you know, we're we're going to line some stuff up. Me and Aaron, Aaron Shriver, uh, you know, we're starting to line up some stuff with other paranormal groups uh, because every time we do an event, we let people hunt with us. Uh, you was on a hunt with me and Mama Z, uh, what, uh, how many years ago, about three years uh, ago? It's been a while back when I first started, I can't remember. Well, I know we're getting down to our last couple of minutes, so ladies and gentlemen, you've been listening to Paranormal Truth and Reality. I'm your host, Christopher Houston. We're on BBS Radio. BBS Radio is one of the largest digital radio stations out there. I do encourage you, if you want to go with the best, look for Donald, look for BBS. A little bit of a quick shout out. I want everybody to give a little bit of support to Mr. Nick Groff this week. Nick's going through some rough times. I will not release exactly what those times are because it is not my privilege to do so. But yeah, he is Nick, a wonderful, too, brother. He is a wonderful, wonderful individual, and of course, obviously, watch all of his reruns. Keep an eye out for what he's doing in the future, and give him some support. Go on Facebook, give him some best wishes. Do what you can there. Um, and the show next week, I'm going to have a very, very wonderful person that's coming in. I won't announce the name, but look to it every Friday, and we will start posting through BBS here. I apologize, Donald. I haven't got a lot of those to you, but I am up on track now, so you'll start seeing some of those so that they can go out on the post through the internet as well. Hey, Chris. Well, yep. May I, uh, may I say one more thing? Sure, absolutely. Hey, Donald, if you're, if you're checking this out, why don't you give me a call, buddy? You got my phone number. <laughs> well, there you go. I'm sure he'll have some time to speak to you after the show. That is pretty much paranormal truth and reality. Now, I'm going to end this the way I do every single weekend, weekend weekday, whatever you want to say it, um, in the paranormal. The thing is, truth should always be that reality. The reason that we bring in people like Kenny Z and the Ghost Hunters and several other people across Ohio that uh, are local investigators as opposed to major stars and so forth is it's wonderful to have all of the major stars. And I do have a few lined up this year that you're going to actually get tickled to death about from some pretty interesting television shows, some of them still airing. Some of them haven't aired for a while, but they're wonderful people. But more to the point… The people that are around us, the regular residents, the people that dive in, those people that are in it every single day that you may have never seen, may have never heard of, or who knows, maybe you have and you follow them, are the ones that are most important. That's our show. We'll talk to you next week. Enjoy your weekend.